Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Hello, welcome everyone to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have got a great show planned for you. So sit back, relax, adjust your earbuds, turn up your car stereo, honk at traffic, and enjoy the show. Oh, and as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast or have a particular topic that you would like to see us talk about, um, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash United. I'm going to steal that one from Blaze and Bob. Also, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps out our distribution tremendously. So if you're so inclined, we would be very grateful. It's been quite the week in World of Warcraft, Patch 10.1.7, Classic Hardcore, Wrath PTR, Dragonflight PTR, so much going on, so much to talk about. So let's get into it. It's time for the news. So the first thing here is that the Microsoft acquisition of Blizzard, let's talk about this real quick. And, and this is a, a dense topic. I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but basically Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard took a step towards completion on Friday as the UK's Competition Markets Authority announced the sale of Activision's cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft substantially addresses previous concerns and opens the door to the deal being cleared. Oh, that's a mouthful. Basically, what that means is the deal with Ubisoft that Microsoft made, it was structured to alleviate concerns from the CMA that cloud gaming for Activision Blizzard games such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and yes, even potentially World of Warcraft would be limited or even blocked on rival gaming services. Um, this is a, a really difficult topic because it's so new. The, the cloud gaming is, is a, it's a new industry that's come up over the last couple of years. Um, this is already addressed by the EU. They basically required Microsoft to automatically license any Activision Blizzard games to other services. So the, the EU already decided how they were going to handle it. But since the UK is uh, on their own, making their own decision, they wanted to go a little bit further and remove control from Microsoft completely. So they didn't want Microsoft to be able to control it and, and just trust that they were going to... Um, leave that available to people in the future. So uh, the deal is not finalized yet. The CMA still has some concerns about the Ubisoft deal, and they're just working out the details with Microsoft. Um, but a final decision is expected on October 6th, or by October 6th, I should say. We'll see how this, how this goes out the next uh, week and a half or so, but um, I suspect that we will know very shortly the future of Activision Blizzard, and what that's going to look like if, if Microsoft is, is the new overlord, if it's going to be Microsoft Blizzard or just Blizzard. We're, we're just going to go back to a straight Blizzard or, or however they're going to term the different companies um, remains to be seen. Let's talk about World of Warcraft.
In Wrath Classic, so the PvP Season 7 is going to end on October 2nd at 10 p.m. So that's in preparation for Patch 3.4.3, which will arrive on October 12th. Actually, it's on October 10th, um, and then everything will launch on October 12th. But Season 8 will start on October 10th. Um, so yeah, there's just going to be a, an off week uh, waiting until the, the new patch goes live. So uh, PvPers, beware. The season is about to end. On the PTR for Wrath Classic... Uh, they're going to do one final raid test for ICC starting today uh, after uh, the servers come up. And then it's going to go until the 29th at 5 p.m. Uh, they added achievements to the Titan Rune Gamma Dungeons, uh, including a meta achievement that awards a spectral pup appropriately, appropriately named Arphus. Yeah, that, that one's it's cute. So it's, it's a little dog. Um also, uh, trinkets, rings, necklaces, and cloaks from 25-player Old War hard modes have been added to the Defiler Scorchstone vendors in Dalaran. So those will cost 60 Scorchstones each. You know, it's a, it's a good way to gear if you can't get into a raid. Um, but ultimately, your, your best bet is to just... There's going to be plenty of uh, groups doing ICC GD, GDKPs all day long. That's going to be your best bet, so... If you're looking for gear and you can't get into a raid, this is the way to go. Um, the changes to the damage scaling of the drakes in Oculus are going to work better with the difficult difficulty settings. So they were not hitting hard enough for the um, the Titan Room Titan Room dungeon. So uh, they they're cleaning that up a little bit, and um, the reins of the blue drake should drop in heroic Oculus through the random dungeon finder, which is nice. Um, as far as hotfixes go, there's a whole list of hotfixes that they're working on, but two of note, um, they added a level 80 requirement for the Kalawak Tribe Exalted Reputation Reward Mastercraft Kalawak Fishing Pole. So if your fishing alt is not level 80, you better get cracking because they won't be able to use their fishing pole anymore. And the Random Dungeon Finder tool no longer defaults you to the group role you specified on your talent pane. So, um... You'll need to set a role before queuing for an activity. So don't worry, Rep Paladins. You'll still be able to queue as a tank and then lead your group to disaster. Dragonflight this week, we've got a lot going on. The Mythic Plus affixes for the week are Tyrannical Storming and Raging. That's uh, bosses have 30% more health and deal 15% more damage. Tornadoes spawn around enemy creatures while in combat. And non-boss enemies enrage at 30% health, becoming immune to crowd control and other than interrupts. So this is a fantastic week for pretty much everything trying to push high keys. The uh, storming does interact with Tyrannical, so you can't get storming on a boss fight, which can be annoying. But the raging does not. So that's really nice. Um, there's, there's not going to be a whole lot of interplay there. And it's storming is easy to avoid the tornadoes. Um, you know, the, the hardest part is, is going to be all the tornadoes and vortex pinnacle. But aside from that, it, it should be a pretty good week. If you want to push some keys, you need to get some tyrannical in before the season two ends, uh, in the next uh, month and a half or so. But, uh, yeah, that, that should be a pretty good one. Um, the turbulent timeways event returns today and is going to run through October 30th. Uh, they order of the the time walking is a little weird. Uh, it's going to be Cataclysm, then Burning Crusade, then Legion, then Mist of Pandaria, then Wrath of the Lich King. So 
I don't know why it's a little out of order, but there you go. Uh, each week, the complete you'll get a quest to complete five Time Walking Dungeons. If you complete all five, you'll be rewarded with a random piece of heroic Aberus loot. So that's really nice going into Season 3. Uh, there is also a meta achievement for a mount. So if you run five Time Walking for the week, you'll receive a buff called Mastery of Timeways. If you receive this buff all five weeks of the event, you'll receive the achievement and the mount, which is a sandy shale wing. Cute little bugger. Um, other events this week, the Harvest Festival, uh, that started yesterday on the 25th, and that's going to run until October 2nd. Uh, Brewfest, which started on the 20th, that's going to run until October 6th. So if you want to check those out, go to Ironforge or Ogremar and uh, knock out those holidays. I do believe there's a, there's a dragon riding customization for Brewfest, but it doesn't look like there's anything new for the Harvest Festival. Uh, the Dark Moon Fair is going to start on October 1st. That's this Sunday. So make sure you go check that out. It's great for the profession quests. Also the XP buff from the carousel or the roller coaster. Uh, get your transmog, your Dark Moon Fair rep, your achievements, whatever else you're going to do. But the biggest thing is make sure you do your profession quest if you do nothing else because it gives you uh, your, uh, your profession knowledge and it also gives you skill points if you have not maxed your profession. So definitely go check that out. On the Dragonflight 10.2 PTR, um, there's been quite a bit of uh, class changes. Blizzard's tweaking some stuff all over the place. Uh, Havoc Demon Hunters, Balance and Feral Druids, Mr. Weaver Monks, they're all seeing updates on the PTR right now. Uh, I'm sure we'll see more uh, in addition to the Rogue updates that were um, last week. Uh, the Amir Drasil Raid Tier set bonuses, uh, they're doing a little bit of tweaking on that. I'm not going to go through all the changes um, for the set bonuses, but... Um, because on the PTR, it could change 10 more times before they're ready to launch. So uh, just know that if you've seen the set bonuses and you're really happy or you're really sad, just don't get too attached. Um, there's some UI changes in the PTR. Uh, Blizzard says, as part of Blizzard's continued efforts to improve the base player UI in Dragonflight, this week's patch 10.2 build includes updated resource bar graphics for demon hunters, druids, monks, priests, and shaman. While these are generally minor individual updates, they all contribute to ongoing beautification and modernization of the game. So the new UI graphics, it's uh, the resource bars and, and different uh, resource notifications on the uh, character pane. Uh, it's going to help all the new classes or help out those classes, uh, probably with the exception of Balanced Druid, who still haven't even figured out what their resources are used for. So... Um, Season 3 Mythic Plus testing just wrapped up on the PTR. So that testing included six of the Season 3 dungeons. That's Galakron's Fall, Mirazon's Rise, Waycrest Manor, Atal Dazar, Darkheart Thicket, and Black Rook Hold. Of note is that the testing for Darkheart Thicket merely involved tanks running through the dungeon at breakneck speeds while calling their healers mid and cringe and referring to the mages as based AF. Not sure what that means, but it's here, and so I have to read it. There has been an update to the gear that drops from the public events. This is really interesting. So they did do this for uh, Season 2, at Patch 10.1, but they're being really specific about it this time. Uh, so the following e events have had their item level rewards increased. Dragon Bane Keep, World Quest, Centaur Hunts, Farak Assaults, Researchers Under Fire, Time Rifts, 
and dream surges. Now, the repeatable activities will reward Season 3 Explorer gear, and weekly activities will reward Season 3 Adventurer gear. The dilated time capsule and the dream surge chrysalis from the time rifts and dream surge events have been discontinued and can be sold to vendors for gold. The new weekly currencies are dilated time pod and dream surge cocoon. So they just don't want you stockpiling those old currencies and using them to buy up a bunch of season three gear. Uh, this is a great change. Uh, it's going to keep those events relevant and make sure that everyone has a chance to go through the pain and suffering of researchers under fire. Nice job, Blizz. So Blizzard released an update to the new public event in patch 10.2, which is the Super Bloom. Uh, so they're, they're giving some information about this, and so we're going to run through this really quickly. It's, it's kind of complicated at first glance, but I feel like this is going to be one of those things similar to the Farag Assault, where once you get in there and actually do it, it makes a lot more sense. Um, okay, so first off is the Super Bloom. You'll follow an Ancient of Life, Spruce Crown, as he begins a ritual to bloom life all around Amirdusil. He will need your help with the various tasks along the way, such as watering flowers and pulling weeds. All the while, we will be defending him from the primalists as they try to stop him. So this is just a follow the guy around. He's he's going to be doing stuff oblivious to the fact that he's being attacked, and he's going to ask you to help him, etc. That's pretty straightforward. So that's going to start every hour on the hour. While he is conducting his ritual, trees will grow dream fruit. These dream fruit will grant powers to help players in the events and in the zone beyond, such as combat buffs or improving the bloom quality. Players will be able to gain additional powers as they gain reputation with the Dream Wardens, up to four total Dream Fruit. So this is just get buffs uh, that do different things. Probably going to be some fun stuff like in the uh, Cobalt Assembly area. We'll we'll see about that, uh, how that, that works out. Uh, during the event, players will be filling up a Bloom Bar. This will have two things that it does. One, the amount of Bloom gathered will improve the reward. And two, more Bloom will affect the next stage of the event. Okay, so the next stage is going to be the Emerald Bounty. So this phase occurs all over the zone, the Emerald Dream Zone, and it's triggered by players, and it's split into two parts. First is the Emerald Frenzy. So this, it's a small event triggered directly after the Super Bloom. So as soon as he's done doing his thing, a random area will become overpowered with energy for a short time, causing all of the live, wildlife in the area to go into a frenzy. During this frenzy, enemies will become more powerful, but also drop greater qualities of the emerald dewdrop currency. Enemies will drop even greater amounts of dewdrops the greater the bloom quality was at the end of the latest super bloom. Then, planting dream seeds throughout the zone, players will encounter small patches of dirt. Players will also find dream seeds through their journeys in the dream. Players may plant a dream seed in any patch of dirt in order to begin the emerald bounty event. The dream seed will begin to grow, and players will be able to contribute the emerald dewdrops or even more dream seeds to help encourage the plant's growth. Once the plant has completed its growth cycle, which takes only a few minutes, then it will share its bounty with those who helped it. So one important note from the patch notes, because I read this through and I was, it kind of threw me for a second, but Blizzard says players will receive their main large reward for the super bloom once a week on their first completion, regardless of how much bloom was gathered. Higher qualities of bloom offer some additional rewards on top of that. So 
don't go in there and freak out because people aren't doing the event correctly. You'll get your reward, no problem, but it's the extra stuff that you won't get if people are dicking around and not completing the event as required. So this is a long, complicated event. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of stages. Um, Blizzard referenced Researchers Under Fire in terms of their uh, experience with this sort of thing and, and what they want to do with, with this type of event going forward. Um, we'll see. We'll see if this is fun then great, I'm really happy. If, if this is more like Researchers Under Fire than, than, than Farrak Assaults or, or something else, then, oh man, I'll tell you, Researchers sucks. That, <laughs> that one's the worst. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, I have high hopes for this, but um, I'm, I'm being hesitantly optimistic, so or cautiously optimistic, I should say. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's talk about something new. So this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently in terms of World of Warcraft as a game and uh, WoW in general as a kind of uh, content environment, uh, for lack of a better term there. Um, basically, Blizzard has a an entire ecosystem of people who know World of Warcraft. Either you know somebody who plays it, or you've played it for a long time yourself, or you used to play it back in the day and you're coming back to it. Everybody at least has some sort of knowledge or experience with World of Warcraft and the world of World of Warcraft. However, there's a couple of things that I've noticed recently, which is people who are new to the game in general and who are trying it out for the first time. Uh, there's been n not a few uh, Reddit posts um, detailing people who are saying, hey, I'm, I'm new to the game, what do I do? Or, hey, my friend is new and uh, he wants to try tanking, but he's terrible, what should I do? Or um, maybe somebody who, oh, I used to play back in Wrath of the Lich King and I'm just coming back. Um, even people who know the game and people who are familiar with it have a hard time ramping up to the current content. Now, in Classic, it's a lot easier because the the ecosystem in Classic was much simpler. You, you did dungeons, you raid, you do PvP. That's it. Um, maybe you grind some rep. You, you want to get Sons of Hodir rep, um, Kalowak rep, whatever. Okay, go for it not a whole lot to do there it was mostly daily quests and um, then yeah raids dungeons and pvp in dragonflight the amount of events not even the main public events the the dream surge the time rifts the farak assaults the researchers under fire the whatever else there is not just those, but there's all of these little mini events that take place all over all over the, the zones. And it does make the Dragonflight area feel very alive and very real. Um, when you're flying around the Dragon Isles, there's always something going on. You might go to a little corner of the Dragon Isles and find somebody doing something. You're like, well, what are they doing? What's going on? Oh, it's this quest to get a, a mount. You have to collect these nine things and then come do this seven days. And Okay, cool. It makes it really fun. 
But if you're not familiar with or haven't recently been a part of the WoW ecosystem, it can be daunting. And I feel like Blizzard has not really addressed the new player issue outside of the the new player experience that they that they launched um, with Shadowlands, um, which was good. It was it was it was fun. Um, but you know the the problem there is that you're still taking players from this really kind of scripted and curated new player experience and dumping them into Battle for Azeroth, which is not fun because you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And those zones are a lot more complicated than the original zones were. So if you're a new player and granted the uh, average video gamer has evolved since 2004, but even still, there's a lot that, of tribal knowledge that players of WoW know and are familiar with that a brand new player who's never played any World of Warcraft or maybe even never played an MMO won't understand and won't acknowledge in a way that has really never been addressed by Blizzard. And I know that this is a huge ask. I know that this is something that Blizzard themselves can't just create a, a tunnel for brand new players to go through. You, you've got to kind of just jump in and do it. But there can be more done. Just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you shouldn't do something. Um, the, the leveling experience is terrible. If, if you've never done it before and you're going into BFA to, to level up, there's it, it, it's a lot. It's, it's complicated. The, the bonus events, the um, some of the some of the, the world quests that'll pop up uh, or the um, repeatable quests that'll pop up, it, it's all very confusing. The story doesn't make any sense. The, um, the all of the characters that pop up in these cinematics that you're supposed to just know, I have no idea who they are. When when Gen Greymane shows up to to rescue the the player character from uh, the Harbor Master, yeah, it's um, you don't know who that is. You have no idea. So there's a lot that goes into the current game that I feel like we just take for granted. And while, like I said. Sure, there's there's a point where you kind of go away. You just got to kind of figure it out. And yes, I understand that. And I'm kind of just ranting here and just rambling. But more so than anything, I I hate how complicated the game has become and how difficult it is to to get ramped up. If you take if you take a season off and you come back and you try to figure out what the heck is going on, you, you got to read through Wowhead posts to understand what's happening. That's not the way. Blizzard should not be relying on Wowhead to teach people how to play their game. That's asinine. And to say nothing of how difficult and complicated the rotations are and trying to do damage or trying to heal, how hard is it to understand how the game works if you just play the game? You're gonna be terrible at it. You're not gonna upgrade things correctly. You're not going to use your cooldowns effectively. You're not gonna know which spells can do which things because the tips aren't always clear. So I, I do feel like Blizzard can do a little bit more to improve that that pipeline. Get rid of some of those old quests. You don't have to delete them, but take them out of prominence. If, if, if you're resetting the entire player experience in 
each patch or each major patch cycle. Then you should reset it like as if it's an expansion or a, a mini reset. So I don't need to go through and do all of the quests from patch 10.0 when we're in patch 10.2. That doesn't make any sense. Why am I doing this old content that's not giving me anything that I need currently? I feel like Blizzard has a responsibility to its player base and to the to the continued growth and prosperity of this game because WoW still is a very popular game. And as long as as long as they continue to treat it like this, it's gonna continue to decline. Now Granted, the number of, or the player retention in Dragonflight has been tremendous compared to previous expansions, Shadowlands and Battle for Azeroth. But the amount of players lost in Shadowlands, you can't make that up. You can't just get those players back. They're not coming back because the game is, the game has passed them by now. They're done with it. Um, one of my favorite podcasts from years back was Azeroth Roundtable. And the, those two hosts, they stopped playing WoW because they got tired of the way that Blizzard treated its players, and and the way that they, the way that they they shoved story down players' throats that they didn't necessarily need or want, and the way that they handled the the gear acquisition and the loot acquisition in World of Warcraft, none of it was was up to the standards of these longtime WoW players. And while two podcast hosts, two podcast hosts complaining about the game that they used to play, it's not really a big deal and that's not super huge on Blizzard's radar. How many people quit playing WoW quietly because they just gave up? They got frustrated and they gave up and it's it's too hard. It's too confusing. It's too cumbersome to get in there and try to figure out what the heck is going on with some of these quests and some of these zones and some of these gearing systems who do you take your gear to to upgrade do you have to fly all the way back to loam every time oh no there's a guy right here in Valtrak and well they didn't tell you that did they so I'm just I'm just nitpicking at this point the reality is World of Warcraft is a fantastic game and I love it very much I just wish that Blizzard did a better job of helping new players integrate into the game and maybe reduced some of the load that, that is required to get into the content. You shouldn't have to go back and do something old to experience the new content. 10.2 should be straightforward, just, just go straight. If you start playing WoW, when 10.2 is released because you think, ooh, that looks really cool, you shouldn't have to go back and do all the old stuff first just to get to the new stuff. You should be able to just walk in there day one and go, here I am, let's go. That's my thought on that. Take it or leave it. I don't know anything about marketing or game design or game development. All I know is, as a player, what I see with my own eyes and what I've experienced. So, thank you for listening to that. Sorry I got a little complainy, but I needed to get that off my chest. That's our show for today. Thank you so very much for listening. I really appreciate all of your time and all of your attention. I've really been putting a lot of effort into this podcast, so 
It means a lot to me to see that people are actually listening, and I hope that they're actually enjoying it. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or occasionally I'll stream World of Warcraft at twitch.tv slash denethar01, or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash denethar01. I'd love to hear from you, and even if it's a complaint or a rant, um, I'm happy to hear it and, and to, to hear you and hear what you have to say. But in the meantime, everybody take care and have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in Azeroth.